Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Normally on Wednesdays, we talk about one person who has made a difference in our little slice of paradise. Today, I want to celebrate two who are forever tied in New Mexico history, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. What happened with them has been the subject of many books and movies. There is the movie Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, released in 1973 and directed by Sam Packinpaw. It's a revisionist Western motion picture and a great story, though not historically accurate. In Hollywood, they say, don't mess up a good story by telling the truth. After all, it's a movie, not a documentary. And a good movie it is at that. Empire Magazine, a British film magazine, lists it at 126 of the greatest movies of all time. Now, I could talk about Pat and Billy for hours, so I'm just going to hit some high spots. Both Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid really did live in New Mexico. They both lived by the gun and they both died by the gun, though their deaths were almost 27 years apart. Now, 142 years this Friday, July 14th, Lincoln County Sheriff Pat Garrett did kill the outlaw known as Billy the Kid in Fort Sumner, New Mexico. That is true, despite attempts long afterward to come up with a different narrative. We know lots about Pat Garrett from many records, What about Billy the Kid? We only have one, I say one, official piece of paper about Billy the Kid. He was interviewed by a census worker in 1880. He gave these facts. His name was William Bonney. He was living with his friend Charlie Beaudry. His age was 25 years of age. He was born in Missouri, as were his parents. That is all we officially know. The myth of Billy the Kid is that he was born in New York City in 1859 and killed 21 men in gunfights before he turned 21 years of age. The myth was written without any research. Now, there is a great book. It's Leon Metz's 1983 book, Pat Garrett, The Story of a Western Lawman. Leon Metz is one of my most favorite historians because he checks and double-checks what he writes. Most of what we quote, know, and unquote, know about Billy was created out of thin air by fiction writers. Now, I do have one reference, my grandmother, Frida Greenberg McKim, who was a schoolteacher in White Oaks, New Mexico in 1910. That school is still there, eight classrooms. My grandmother said, when I was curious about Billy the Kid, that she had spoken several times to Susan McSween Barber, the wife of Alexander McSween, to whom the Lincoln County War centered and who was Billy the Kid's, uh, uh, I guess he had hired him. Now, Susan McSween Barber was living in White Oaks to the end of her day. She died in 1931. My grandmother told me that Susan McSween Barber said that all those young men in the Lincoln County War were just young roughnecks, nothing evil, none more than exuberant young men. They selected a sign in the conflict, and they fought for that side. 
Those on her side stepped over the law when corruptly the law was on the other side and was not neutral. That is probably the best way to view Billy the Kid, a young man who didn't follow the law but wasn't either a Robin Hood nor a Charles Manson. He was someone who drifted over the lines of the law when the law in the area was compromised by corruption. In the time of the conflict, with both sides shooting at each other and people dying, Billy the Kid was in one gun battle where a lawman was killed. The whole seven years, several years of conflict was too complicated to cover here, so I'm just going to say you can read a lot of books about it, but I'm going to get you the high spot here. Later, Billy the Kid was captured by Pat Garrett and a posse. He went to trial in Mesilla and was condemned to hang, the only member of the Lincoln County War in dozens of, ga- of gun battles to be convicted. Then, in a plot twist, Billy was able to break out of the Lincoln jail while Pat Garrett was out of town. He did so by killing two deputies. We know there was a confounding issue since an amnesty had been issued to participants of the Lincoln County War, but he did not get the benefit of it. Was he initially an outlaw? No, he ran with a faction of young men that opposed a different faction. Again, with a certain amount of corruption, both sides in the conflict were tarnished. There was one loser in this, in those several years of conflict. It was the territory of New Mexico, who had for 30 years been trying to become a state in the Union rather than a territory. Colorado had been admitted to the Union, but not New Mexico. And the lawlessness caused President Rutherford B. Hayes to bring in a new governor, Lou Wallace. More about Lou Wallace in a moment. Let's clear up one Billy the Kid myth. He was left-handed. No, he wasn't. The photograph was reversed when printed and showed him left-handed. But here's how we know. The rifle was a Winchester 73 with the loading port in the picture on the wrong side. So we know it was a photographer's mistake of printing the picture upside, well, backwards, really. Now, there's a movie, The Left-Handed Gun, in Hollywood, directed by Arthur Penn, with Paul Newman as Billy the Kid. Again, a fictional story, and it even flopped at the box office, but they just made up fictional stories. That was Billy, who we do not know much about in his day-to-day existence, what he liked to eat and drink. We see him in action a few times, but now let's look at Patrick Floyd Jarvis Garrett. He was born in Alabama in 1850 and drifted westward in the 1870s. He was a buffalo hunter and then went to the Fort Sumner area of New Mexico, where he was initially a bartender and then a cowboy on the Maxwell Ranch. He married in 1880, and they had eight children, Ida, Dudley, Elizabeth, Ann, Patrick, Pauline, Oscar, and in 1905, the last child was born, Jarvis. I did, myself, interview Jarvis P. Garrett in the 1880s. I think he died in uh, uh, 19, what, uh, what was it, about 1991 is when he passed. Now, what you need to know about Pat Garrett's kids was Pat's daughter Elizabeth is a New Mexico treasure since she became blind as an infant but was very gifted as a singer and musician. She wrote and performed a song, O Fair New Mexico, 
which the New Mexico legislature in 1917 adopted as the official song of New Mexico. They've messed with it since then, but for the longest time, it was the official song of New Mexico. Back to Pat Garrett. He was a flawed individual, and yet the best example of a Western hero. When there was trouble, he didn't run from it. He ran toward it. He had guts and gumption and lived by a code of the West familiar to most Westerners. Now, when I've suggested that it would be great to have a celebration in Las Cruces, where he died and is buried, in fact, many of Pat Garrett's relatives are buried around him in Las Cruces in a cemetery just off Picacho Avenue, just west of the railroad tracks. Some people don't want to do that. They've rejected it because they love the myth of Billy the Kid, a myth created by Walter Noble Burns in 1926 with a fictional book, The Saga of Billy the Kid. It was after this book came out that the love of Billy the Kid was manifested with festivals and movies. Now, i give you another example of fiction writing. Did George Washington, father of our country, chop down a cherry tree? Did he say, I cannot tell a lie? No. That was a fictional book in 1806 written by Parson Weems after Washington had died in 1799. Weems did not know Washington. The book had fables such as the cherry tree, and people strongly believe even today, just like the Billy the Kid fables written by Walter Noble Burns in 1926. So who's hurt by these lies? Well, the Garrett family certainly is. They're in, injured by the reversal of the outlaw Billy being the hero and the hero Pat Garrett being the villain. One rejection of Pat Garrett by some people is that he was, dare I tell it, he was a drinker. Oh, no. And a gambler, though he wasn't a very good gambler, which I hate to inform people was quite common during that day. We know Billy drank and gambled, but somehow it takes away from the duty that Pat Garrett served over 20-some years. Again, was he flawed? Yes, in many ways. Did he do his duty when it was needed? Yes, he did. What he wasn't was a good businessman, and another, and a bunch of business ventures that he got into did not pan out. Again, if you get Leon Metz's book on Pat Garrett, you can see the details. But he did leave a trail of doing his duty over many years and in many ways. He was sheriff of Lincoln County at the time he captured Billy the Kid, and then later when he tracked him down and killed him because he was not going to be taken in peacefully. Years later, Pat Garrett became the sheriff of Doniana County, the county of, at Las Cruces, to help solve the mystery of the death of Albert Fountain and his young son. There was finally a trial, but an acquittal, and the apparent Fountain murder has never officially been solved. But Pat Garrett worked a couple years on it. This is a story that Pat Garrett... There, you know, I've seen the story that Pat Garrett let Billy go and didn't kill him. And years and years later, Billy emerged, an old man, and announced through, get this, a lawyer, that he was still alive. The story, written from notes by the lawyer, which I have that book, resembles the truth like jelly beans resemble pinto beans. There's some similarity, but in substance, there is no connection. Know this, Pat Garrett was a very proud man and would never have let Billy go while there was still 
a chance that he would pop up and that he would collect a reward for the capture of Billy and then be embarrassed. There's too much risk to his good name, and his name meant everything to him. One little aside of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, former Union General Lou Wallace was appointed territorial governor of New Mexico during those turbulent times. We know that Lou Wallace wrote a bestseller while here in New Mexico. You may have seen the movie adaption of that 1880 book, Ben-Hur. But Lou Wallace, the best-selling author, did not write anything at all about Billy the Kid or Pat Garrett, while hundreds upon hundreds of other writers did just that. Within months of the death of Billy the Kid, the fiction writers of the time, who wrote what was called dime novels, wrote and wrote and wrote without any knowledge about the two people. It is very much like Hollywood movies, where there's no data, which isn't a problem because a writer just fills in the data with whatever seems good for the movie. Well, so much for a hundred years, there's so much written about Pat and Billy with no basis. But know this, there are many descendants of Pat Garrett who know that he was a fine officer of the law who has been treated in death worse than he was treated in life. I have interviewed several of them over the years and most of them have moved away from New Mexico in disgust. The stories that are popularized, that are praise Billy the Kid at the expense of Pat Garrett are completely false and tarnish Pat Garrett's name and the record of duty. Again, it would be nice to have a Pat Garrett's Day celebration. Now, songwriter and singer Alan Jackson had a 2008 hit with the song Small Town Southern Man. Remember, Pat Garrett was from Alabama. Had this lyrics, he said his greatest contribution is the ones you leave behind. Boy, that is the story of Pat Garrett. Pat Garrett left behind some very fine kids and grandkids and beyond. We owe them the real story of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. And what are Billy the Kid? Just some made-up stories are left in the habit of some to celebrate the outlaw and downplay the lawman. Not me. I'm thankful for many years uh, of him doing what needed to be done to tame a violent period of time in New Mexico. My grandmother came to New Mexico in 1908 as a school teacher. She came from upstate New York. She was a beneficiary of his taming of the violent element of outlaws. One last story about Billy the Kid. Many years ago, I was writing historical stuff for the Albuquerque Journal, and the editor asked me to authenticate a rifle that a woman claimed was Billy the Kid's rifle. I got the serial number I called Winchester Arms, and they informed me that the rifle this person had was an old rifle. It was a Winchester Model 1894 Deluxe, which came out... 13 years after Billy the Kid had died. She was not happy and thought it was wrong because she believed all the myths that had been made up. Now, Pat Garrett's pistol, a 4440, is well documented in the hands of authentic collectors, and we do celebrate Pat Garrett. Now, let me speak something from our sponsor, the Fresh Chili Company of Las Cruces, New Mexico. In the next month, there'll be the 2023 Big Jim Hatch Green Chili available in a jar. It's a special reserve release of Hatch Green Chili Veritol Big Jim in a 14-ounce jar. Veritol means this product will only be made with Big Jim Chili. It's kind of sweet and has a medium heat level. 
Big Jim is very popular in New Mexico restaurants and home. It's very popular in my home. The harvest of Big Jim is going on right now and through at least the middle of August. The first product available in a, will be a few weeks. You can pre-order it at the Fresh Chili Company website, freshchilico.com. Michael Swickert here. This is Enchanting People of New Mexico. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. If you have something you would like me to talk about in a future podcast, write to michael at freshchilico.com. The same is true if there's someone you would like me to talk about or who you think is important to our little slice of paradise. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. Bye for now.